good day to all you big, sexy, digital nomads out there, you world travelers, you fun friends. This is Judgmentalist. We are here making this thing a bit of a family affair. That's right. We've got interviews, interviews, and interviews. And then when you get done with those interviews, it's time to roll around and interview the spouses of those you have interviewed. So here we are with another one of those fun episodes and your host, Big Sexy. What up, what up? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whenever this is hitting your ear holes, I hope that it is good. Uh, yeah, today is a bonus episode. As you guys know, listen to this maybe on a Saturday, whenever this comes out. But uh, yeah, it's another special Big Sexy Digital Nomad interview special thing, special that are specials. Uh, this is my friend Joe. Uh, Joe is uh, my friend Laura's, uh, who we interviewed before the episode uh, Conceived in a Theme Park which may be my favorite episode title uh, that oh, I it's have up there done. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is her boyfriend. Uh, they uh, got, it's, I know him as her boyfriend, but he's really a really inter- interesting individual. But I don't know if he wasn't dating Laura, if I would have ever met, met, met him interview. So whatever it took to interview, the, to meet this guy is great. We also hung out at New Year's. Uh, and went to his place, his and Laura's place, and we uh, did the whole grape ceremony. Are you familiar? Did you ever hear about the grape ceremony for New Year's? I know. I think we talked about it briefly on on a, on a regular episode, but have you ever heard of that before? I don't think so. It, I mean, it. It no. I'm just gonna give you a no. Yeah, it's definitely not an American thing. Like I, I never heard of it before I got here. But then I got here, and everybody heard about it. So I guess it must be a European thing, right? You know, because they're all familiar with with the great uh, thing. For those again, who, this is your first episode, or you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, at the stroke of midnight, at the stroke of midnight for New Year's, as the clock is gonging twelve times, which each gong you have to eat a grape, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. Now, of course, uh, I've I heard reports that you know people have choked and died. Uh, doing this, so that meant that they were they were gonna die because that's just a bad start of the year. Uh, to die at the start of the year is just never a good thing. Um, but caveat: we so they sell these little cans of grapes. Yeah, right? we they did have, talk about. Yeah, the little yeah. can that had twelve grapes in them, and we didn't quite do it. I tried to do it on every dong, but we didn't quite get it. So we ended up just drinking the grape, the the water and the grape drink that comes with the grapes in it and then our friends uh laura and joe uh they instead of doing one at each gong they did one for each month so each month they were manifesting the next thing they were going to do or what they're going to focus on for that month and each time they took a grape and they also kind of reflected on the 12 months that happened right so they slowed so it down a little bit they slowed it down a lot probably good for the joke probably good <laughs> yeah, for the yeah, joke yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard, harder to choke that way if you take your time to eat and do each group individual, each grape individually, which I think is, might, might just be a better way to do it. Instead of trying to choke yourself eating 12 grapes in, in each second of the in gong, how about you slow down and make each grape special? Make each grape mean something to you. So that that's not a bad idea in the future. But Joe, he and I sat down, we talked, uh, he came out to our apartment here in Belamada now, and... Um, 
man, we chatted about quite a bit of stuff. He's a performer and a fellow actor and also a playwright, a screenwriter as well. So we talked about, you know, creativity and uh, flight mishaps and the, the, the struggle that is air travel, which, you know, I'm keeping my fingers that our flights back from Spain to the U.S. is blissfully uneventful. Right. That's my that's my goal, my dream. Um, so, uh, yeah, he and I, we talked about that and, and the he's from England and he's very English. And you get to hear a lot of his England uh, idi- idi- idioms. I think that's the right word I'm looking for. Um, an ideology and, of course, where he lives. And I, I try to explain to him that, you know, if I tell you, you if you tell me you're from. Cheshire, you you know you you lived in Liverpool for a while, but not in Liverpool. You're at the World, just outside. And I said, you know, all you're saying to me is I'm in England, and I was then I lived in England, and I grew up in England, and I was in this part of England, and then I saw London, but then the rest of it was England. Like that's, that's all we're hearing as Americans. Right. Have you ever been to England? Have you ever been to to that part of the world? No, not yet. And the closest I will get doesn't count probably because I'm laying over in at Heathrow for the um, when you go to Egypt? Egypt trip. It doesn't count, but I mean it gets you get close, but it doesn't count. Like we're gonna lay over in France, and again, I'm hoping that we get to um, step outside of the airport and touch French soil. The, then I get to say that I was in France. Otherwise. I was in another yeah. airport that just happened to be. I, I can almost France. guarantee you that's not happening on my Egypt trip. Yeah. Yeah. Cause how long is your layover in? Oh, three hours. Three hours. No time at all. Yeah. Yeah. We had, yeah. I said same here. Our, 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 uh, layover in France is three hours and we're, but we're hoping we get a chance to walk the dog in that period of time. It's just, you know, it's a matter of, you got to get out, you know, uh, through customs and then back in through security. Now, that whole process can take about three hours. So you know we'll we'll judge it. We'll see how what what the what it looks like, and we'll get you know suggestions from the the people there of what we can do with Fox, and we'll have to make it work. See what happens. But we're not going to miss the flight. That's important. So right, right, we'll, yeah. So we'll see what we do when we do it. But uh, yeah, so sit back, relax, enjoy this wonderful interview with my friend Joe. Interview. What's up? What's up, big sexy world travelers? It's your boy, Big Sexy, here on another bonus episode of Big Sexy Digital Nomad. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope you guys are having a good day when you're hearing this. Today I have a special interview. Uh, it's uh, a friend of a friend initially. Uh, now one of my friends, like um, I, I say, a friend of a friend, like a, a technically a love interest, it's a, love a significant interest. other of uh, uh, one of our one of our previous uh, guests on the podcast. You guys remember the episode um, conceived in a theme park with our dear friend Laura. Well, I'm now sitting down with her beau and uh, also a fellow world traveler and a fellow performer and actor. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, uh, do, you, are you, do, you, do you do like fitness guru stuff? Are you, do you like 
personal trainer, you just healthy. I, I'm just very, I'm pretty, I like to think I'm pretty healthy. Okay. But also, I guess I give fitness tips and I've studied personal training and right. I'm just very into fitness. Yeah. Got it. So also, yeah. I say that because it's a really good looking dude, y'all. Um, and our Patreon members now know that because you guys are seeing this. Uh, but, you know, once again, give it up for my friend, Joe. <sighs> Joe, how are you doing? I'm so good. I cut myself in there yeah, as well. As well you should, as well I'm you should. Very well, big yeah. sexy. How are you? I am doing absolutely wonderful. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year to you too. Yeah, so we split the New Year together. We split the New Year together. On we the did. Uh, it was very interesting. Uh, we 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 uh, you know started off at your place. We did, and then decided like, okay, well, let's go to the beach. And I know we're trying to reach some beach coming place. time. But that wasn't going to happen. We, I, me and uh, Mela actually went and walked uh, the next day down that path. And then we finally got to Horno. You did see Horno. We did see yeah. Horno. And, and of course, it was closed uh, because it was New Year's Day. And almost everything there was closed. And, uh, and we were looking and I went, you know, there was no way we were going to get to this beach club by the time. Well, we would have had to live, live at like 30 minutes prior to get all the way there. Yeah, it was, it was a, a bit of a distance. But we still had a great time. We're still right on the beach. Uh, um, and and what was your experience uh, like that? Now, that was, was that your first New Year's in Spain? My first New Year's in Spain. And you know what? I, I turned to the bow, uh, to Laura, and I was like, that's probably the best New Year's I've ever had because it was so – we wanted to get to the beach club for that time. Right. So we were obviously in a rush when we were walking. And then obviously I looked at my watch. It was like 15 hours. Like we're not going to make it. And then bang, it's midnight. And we just stopped on like the, the beach walk. Right. Fire was going off new year kiss. And I was just like, it was just, it was emotional. And I was just like, right. wow. I was like, probably went better than if we'd gone to the beach club. I think so. I think it was just I, organized chaos. Right. Yeah. It was, it was, it was gorgeous. It was funny because uh, I have an alarm set on my phone for midnight uh, because at midnight, uh, we do, uh, it's a grateful check. We look back on the day and we say, what were you grateful for today? Yeah. Right. And so we're walking and we're walking, you know, I walk at a much slower pace. Um, and we, and we're walking and then my alarm went off and I'm like, Oh, happy new year, baby. So we did the new year's kiss. We opened up the cans of grapes. Um, we did that as well. That's and, fine. Right. And I'm, I know we did it completely yeah. wrong. Because you're supposed to pop uh, when the when the clock strikes midnight. In one, well, the it, sound of it's a supposed tick to go to dong, ding, yeah. dong, dong. In my great, brain, great. I kind of went great, dong, 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 and putting grapes in my mouth. Um, uh, and the, but the, they were so good. They were really good. They were really you good. The yeah, the cans. They were really, yeah. really good. We didn't do it right either. We were just no, no, you guys, by no, yourself. No. And we were like well, describing each month what we were going to do. Yeah. So we were kind of manifesting our year. Manifesting your year. Yeah, yeah. But then doing a grape. And then everyone was like, yeah, no, we just did the grape sort of more go. I'm like, oh. Yeah, we're supposed to do it in one quick go. But no, no, no. I mean, look, I like the way you did it. And uh, I understand the way the Spanish do it. Maybe next year we'll we'll be in an event. I think it's, it's a, I think it's much more of a social thing when everybody's yeah. got the grapes and everybody goes bang, bang, and everybody's yeah. looking. You also can make sure ain't nobody's choking, you know, uh, that good. Well, so uh, let's let's back up a little bit. Let give us give us your uh, past. Joe, where are you from? How, how did you come I, to be here? Um, I was originally so I was born in the East Midlands in a place called Nottingham. Okay. Then I spent fifteen years in Kent after kind of growing up in Nottingham. 
And then I spent the last couple of years in Liverpool, but not officially Liverpool. Okay. Over the water in the world. And there, there are there are people. I'm, I know that we have listeners in England who will understand what all that means. Everyone will understand what that means, and they'll go, "Why the people in the world are like, no, we don't associate ourselves with people from Liverpool." And people from Liverpool are like, "This over the water in the world. They don't have anything to do with Liverpool." And it's like, oh, I quite like both of them, to be honest. Right. But the postcode I was in was Cheshire, so there wasn't even Liverpool or world. It was just Cheshire, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm living in Cheshire currently, so it's fine." Right. Yeah. The- yeah. All, the, all those places, they can be like next door to I have no idea. I, I recognize the word Liverpool. Yes. I recognize the word Nottingham. Nottingham, yes. Uh, Nottingham, I recognize yeah. the word Kent. And Kent. I, I recognize Just those. That's London. And Cheshire. Like, I recognize, the, but but Cheshire. Sorry. Cheshire. That's, Cheshire. It's where like all the, um, it's like a Porsche. It's where all the. It's a cat. It's a Cheshire cat. <laughs> it's where all the posh people live. Oh, the posh. Chester. Do you even Chester? I, I, I've, Chester. I've heard of Chester. Look, I've been. I've been to London. Did you like London when you went? Uh, it was. It, you went for a day. It went for a day. So yeah, it was gorgeous. It was yeah. wonderful because we were there for a day. There's no time. People are like, oh, London's so blah and this and this and that. So I I didn't have time to witness that part of it. What did you do in a day in London? Do you mind me asking? So we flew in. Mm. Um. Got to our Airbnb. Uh, by the time we, the Airbnb was kind of far from the city center, uh, we were in East Searing. Nope. South Eastling. South Eastling. <laughs> South Eastling. <laughs> East Searing? Not East Searing. South Eastling. <laughs> okay. Right. England. Um, Somewhere near London. So, right. We're, we're all, we, we took a tube. We took the tube to South England, <laughs> right? And then uh, we, we decided that we were going to stay there uh, for the night in the Airbnb. Just go find some place for dinner. Had a delicious steak. No, no, we had ribs. We didn't have steak the first night. We had ribs. Yeah, uh, we just had beef because we were living in Bucharest at the time, and Bucharest does not do beef. We were telling yes, yeah, yeah. does not do beef well. Um, and so then the next day, we're like, okay, what do we want to do? We have that. So we went into the city center. Um, and uh, you know, luckily, we only had my backpack with us in a bag. So we just grabbed everything, checked out the Airbnb, went to the city center. Uh, we went to uh, have breakfast at Westerfield. Victoria Station. No, but there wasn't the name of the restaurant. See? Uh, the, the, there was a, a restaurant in Victoria Station. I think it starts with a W. Was it Weatherspoons? Weatherspoons. You went to Weatherspoons. Weatherspoons. Oh, Weatherspoons is like yeah. What, Weatherspoons what, is great. Weatherspoons is like the Denny's of <laughs> England, and there's so many of them. Yeah, that, that's why it's the Denny's. So of but I had no idea. I first, I mean, it says Weatherspoons, so I thought it was <laughs> very, I thought it was very posh and very Spoons. nice, but you know. It wasn't. It was like a <laughs> no, no. I know the I know the one. I've been to so many times. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we went there first, and then we uh, decided we'd go through the British Museum. Oh. Um, let's see all the stuff that the English people stole. So we went. <laughs> we went and enjoyed uh, the um, the museum. Was amazing. It's still it was a lot massive. Still a lot uh, I mean, yeah. they've had decades to do it, so yeah. it was massive. Yeah. That's centuries. And, um, but. Uh, that was very, that was really cool, really cool. And then after that, you know, back to the airport and back to Bucharest. But like, uh, uh, 
our flight back to Bucharest, like we had to be in, and, and we had to make sure that we landed in Bucharest after midnight to get the full day to be out of oh, the, Bucharest because of the, the 90 days. Right. The right, travel yeah, math madness or whatever yeah, it is, right? Yeah. So uh, that's why we had to go to England first place to buy ourselves a day in Bucharest. So uh, we're, we're looking at it, it should be fine. Like our flight gets, we got us there like at twelve fifteen, so we had we had plenty of time except for we were flying. I think it was Ryan, might have been Ryan. No, it was Ryan Air. So yeah. it was a delay. Uh, uh, <laughs> to be two, expected. Two hours and fifty five minutes. You so you were five minutes from it up to claim the flight. Which we did not know about. So we were doing research because, like, we got we landed. These lawyers rushed us, or these these people who work for one of the kind of firms that will do the work for you because yeah. they get a portion of it. Rushed us like, hey, your flight was delayed. We you you do a compensation. We can get you this that that that. We're like, well, let's we'll take your number down. We'll look into it. Whatever. Because uh, my wife is very intelligent and knows how to look that kind of stuff up, and so. We got back uh, uh, home and we started doing the research. And you filed, so we filed a claim. And uh, the course Ryanair eventually sent back. Uh, you're unable. You're unable to apply for the compensation because the you delayed two hours and fifty five minutes. And if you could have been there in the in the terminal, so we moved to five different gates, four different gates, five five different gates. So I, first off. There wasn't a gate. Yeah. Like 20 minutes before the flight was supposed to leave, there was no gate. It just kept saying, like, to be announced. And so we're just kind of milling and walking and kind of, we knew where it, where it was supposed to be, what terminal it was. So we're kind of just milling around the terminal, whatever, whatever. And then finally they set a gate. Boom. So we rushed over to the gate. We sit down and we're waiting like you do. And then they said another gate. Boom. And so they're like, okay, we'll get up. we we'll go to that gate. Sit down. Waiting, another gate, boom. So that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, and like we get like the the second to the last gate. They say like at the end of the fucking terminal. Well, you know how they have the the, the like you're in the terminal, it's up. You see the plane, and it's the, you're in the circle. There's like four gates around, right? That's it. You're in that terminal, and then uh, it said uh, Ryanair flight, blah 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 blah. Go to gate, blah. And I'm like, the fuck is that gate? There's no. The number's in, and then I saw a sign that had a down arrow. So we went down this escalator and into what looks like an air hanger that they turned into a terminal. It turned into a gate. Just for this occasion. I'm seeing like you're right. <laughs> so we went down there, and they were sitting down there, and we were waiting, then we're still waiting. And they were waiting there for about an hour, right? And then and the time kept changing. The time kept bouncing forward and forward. So finally, they said, "Okay, uh, um, they gave us a finalized time. Uh, by now, it's like eleven o'clock, almost midnight, right? And uh, they said it was going to be at let's say one a.m. for I don't know the exact time. But let's say one a.m. So we're well, no matter what, we're good because we're not even getting on the plane before we need to be <laughs> in Bucharest, so we're good. Literally." As they made that announcement of how far away it was going to be, I'd say maybe, and the people, okay, boom, Steph, they went to go get food, drink, whatever, and left. 
About 10 minutes later, the camera Aaron comes. Okay, everybody from flight, da 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 line up. We're going to board the plane, da 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 And I know that's because somebody did the math and said, if we board this flight, when we said we're going to board this flight, we're going to have to pay everybody here yeah. a bunch of money. Give them money, make a bunch of money. Get them on the plane now. Then we can wait on the plane. Oh, my God. So... I assumed it was like that you had to at least have like taken you the journey is on its way. You have to be in the plane with the door closed and it be taxiing. No? If I could interject. Yes, please. So it's about the flight time. So what they did was they bored us quickly enough that they made up the flight time in the air. So it's when they landed. From when we left the airport until when they landed, total flight time. That's what they counted. Yeah. So they got but they had to get us on the plane because if they didn't get us on the plane fast enough, yeah. then there wouldn't be a way to them to have made up the time in the uh-huh. air. Yeah. Do you, they, do you, Ryan, I don't know, they have these, they have you, these boundaries. Because I, had, they did to me in Manchester Airport. Please tell. Yeah. They yes. did to me. They basically... It's quite bad because it was bad that they, they did well because it was a situation where it could have gone horrible. You could have gone horrible. Right. And I basically, it was, I think it was, there was a flight we were due to leave and we've boarded this plane. I come more time it was due to leave. Um, and we've sat on this plane for about 40 minutes. And I'm like three rows from the front so I can hear the stewards talking right. to the person right at the front. And she's saying, um, she's saying, oh, what's what's going on? And then the, the male steward, seemingly the, the manager, steward manager, was like, oh, um, there's like a, they're just trying to fix something in the toilet. And they kept having like engineers come on the plane, they'll flush the toilet, and there'll be like a, a whirring noise would come from the toilet. I'm like, that doesn't sound healthy. What's going on? <laughs> For about 30 minutes, these engineers are in this toilet. And I was like, there's something wrong with the toilet. But then I was thinking, there's a toilet in the back, right? So we can just use that one on the rear. Like, this is fine. And then I overheard one of the, um, uh, the woman at the front was like, so what's, what's going on? And then the, the steward's basically gone to her very quietly goes, if they, if they can't fix this problem. And I'm like, and I overheard, and I was like, he just said we can't fly. And I was thinking, okay, so I'm in this place, I'm going to take off 40 minutes ago. Right. Um, and then I was, okay, about 50 minutes had gone. And then this guy's come on, and then they were like, finally, they updated, and they were like, like what's going to happen is we're going to try and fix this plane. We're going to take her off for an hour. If we can't fix it, and here's the words they use, the exact words, we're going to try and see if there's a plane around, lying around somewhere that we can go on. <laughs> wow. Wow. I think I remember texting um, – texting Laura when she was waiting to board a flight in Tenerife. I was like, yes, yeah, so this situation, planes not going anywhere. They're going to try and find a spare plane that's lying around. And I, we got taken back to the, to the gate. And then I was like, oh, so this free hour thing could come into play here quite, because there's no one going to find a plane. And within 30 minutes, I kid you not, they're like, uh, so the new gate's this gate. And yeah, we found you a plane. I was like, what, just any old plane just lying around? And it was the same crew, the same, they basically got off this plane, realized it turned out that the valve had gone. And the toilet, and if the plane had tried to take off, the pressure would wouldn't have allowed the altitude, so we would have just oh wow, yeah, I wouldn't be here. But um, yeah, it was um, yeah, Ryanair, Ryanair, anything to within the three hours. 
Huh. Ryan Air. <laughs> Ryan Scare. Ryan Scare. Yeah, in the uh, U.S., uh, as we were talking, we, yeah. in the U.S., they have like Spirit Airlines, which is kind of the, the same issue. But now, uh, you were saying that, uh, when we are talking before, that you were saying that, that your first Ryanair flight yeah. was when you came out to see Laura. It was the best flight in my life. Yeah, well. It was, this, it was actually the scariest flight in my life, not because of the, the plane itself, because it was scary in what I was doing. Oh, really? Getting on a plane to to meet someone for the first time in person. Right. Was like, I was just completely out of my comfort zone. I was like, sat on a plane probably halfway in, cappuccino in hand. It was like 9 a.m. Right. UK Spanish time. And I was like, I'm on a plane going to a different country to meet someone who, okay, I built a relationship over with FaceTime and we've spoken right. a lot. But, but never still. actually, until you meet someone in person, you don't really know. And I was I'm like. Not sure. Cat, catfishing is a <laughs> yeah, thing. I was like, what is going on? Right. Um, and she thought I was a. She, if she told you this, she thought I was a catfish. No, I mean, she, not quite. She put me through AI to see if my if you if you were really I was you. a real person. Fair. I mean, you gotta do that nowadays. And you can't be too careful because obviously no. we met on a we met on a dating app. And we usually don't talk about a whole lot of personal stuff, but you guys are the cutest couple. Oh, we oh, we oh. love hanging out with y'all. Yeah. Like when I meet, cause we I didn't get a chance to meet you. I heard a lot about you before we left for Bucharest. Um, and so when we got back, I think it was the very next day was, uh, we were all in Torre Molinos for uh-huh. Oktoberfest. Yeah, yes, it was. Yeah. yeah it was. And that was the very it next the day. And then, that we... and then I got to physically meet you, which yeah. is, which was great. Oktoberfest. And I heard, a, believe me, I heard a lot about you from a lot of people. Cause I talked to a bunch of folks that know Laura, uh-huh. they hang out with Laura. So uh, they, they got to see you guys together. Cause again, I'm also the kind of friend I'd be, I'm kind of skeptical you know, I'm looking like, okay, where you know this guy from? I'm online dating. She thought I was AI. Honestly, I, I once said to her, I, I pulled this joke and it made her laugh out real loud on the beach. People were thinking she was crazy. Right. I said, what would you do if you got no, two arrivals on the day and I just, this computer just comes out, just complete AI, just like <laughs> some holograms just boarded the plane. I'm not real. I'm in passports and just message her like, yeah, I didn't actually get on the plane. Just, just, I'm just, just getting just, my passport. This floating ball of ones and zeros. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's go, this it's gonna, AI it's gonna is happen. going to another. I've, you know, I've been reading an AI book and it's scary what's yeah. going to happen. But I, w- I was real. Yes, you were real. And Laura was real. Pleasure And from the moment yes. that I just saw her in arrivals, it sounds cheesy and corny, but I was just like, oh my, there's my future yeah 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 serious yeah i get it i get it yeah. and again like i'm okay i don't you know throw on you guys are a cute couple i mean me and my wife are like the cutest couple so you, no, our, our standards are high like the bar is said high yeah. when you look at the two of us and we go we, we know us so we look at you guys oh they are cute. and you know plus then i found out you're an entertainer and you're an actor, so that immediately gratiates you to my my love. You know, yes. as you know, we're both the theater uh, performers, and, yes. Yeah. And you're a writer, and I write. Yes, yes. I yeah, I started writing. Do you know what I was? I started acting in extras and stuff and scenes mm-hmm. like that. And then and I was like, right, if I really want to crack this, I need to step away. Um, so I went to like a, a film school and got proper training. Okay. Um, and then I, you know, it's like the whole email chain, get an agent, da, 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 like Do knock the on thing. the doors. Right. 
Um, and then so I'd done, I was lucky enough to be involved in some independent projects, some indie setups as well. And then COVID and I was like, now what? Yeah, right. And I'd always kind of, you know, I once found myself uh, Christmas time uh, unemployed, sadly, and I would spend pretty much every day in a coffee shop in the UK that's well known, mm-hmm. that begins with a C, and won't say any more. Okay. Um, and and the, the, none of the people know, I won't know it. You won't know it. Nope. Everyone in the UK will know it. Everyone in the UK. All and, UK friends, well, all UK lives are screaming at the, the speakers like, right now. like, it's this one. It's this it's one. This one. Um, and I was just, I started, I think it was an iPad maybe, and I just started writing on an iPad, like a short story. But what it would be, I'd listen to a song. And from that song, I would go, oh, this actually, I could picture this in a film. And then from that, I would kind of just visualize this story unfolding mm-hmm. and I'll put it down on an iPad or whatever. I'd write the story. Right. But mainly in lockdown was when I had nothing to do. I'd hear music or I'd be inspired by uh, composers or shows that I'd watch on Netflix. And I go, right. oh, that's amazing. And I, I think my first official screenplay was like a horror thriller. Mm. Um and I, that came from music. So I listened to a song. and What song? Do you remember? I do remember. Um, it was actually a score from oh. um, uh, the Newton Brothers. Okay. So it was from a Netflix show, uh, Haunting on Hill House. I'm familiar. But it was the second series. Uh, Didn't see it. Uh, Blind Manor, which was good. Okay. But it was the music that I would listen to. Right, right, right. And from that, I'd go, oh, I, it would just kind of help me just get into my get zone know, with the story right. of, my, of what I'm telling. And it would just, the worst just come out. Amazing. Yeah. Have you have you, have you gotten any uh, leeway to getting that produced? And um, so my made? agent, I'm still waiting to listen to this. Harry, ah, can you please just respond? Just respond. Well, no, well we've so. got um, um, again through through Laura. She's managed to get a pretty good connection um, of a guy who wants to read it as uh, a okay. production company that want to read the screenplay. Nice. So we're we're on the process of getting that to them, and if they like the screenplay and they green light it, then oh, it's going to get crossed. But I'm determined to get this made either way, right? But if it can, we can go down the way that, and of course, if there's a role up. for you know your friendly neighborhood black guy, let me know. I will happily be in it. It's, or if you need me to be the killer, I'm also down to. How do you know this killer? Because it's a horror thriller. There is a. There's always a killer. There is a. There is a killer. Yeah. There has to be. I there mean, is a killer, but it's not a. It's not like a. Not necessarily. Right. Well, no. 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 But there is a killer. There's a. I reckon there's a yeah. part that you could play in. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon there's a part. Of you. Yeah. I want. I want to. I want to go. You know. I want to be dark. I want to do something. You want to do some evil. I want to. I'm a comedian. I do jokey jokey. I want to go the. I want to. I want to do the. Uh, the Jim Carrey route with number twenty three or. Uh, yeah, good. Have you seen that? Oh yeah! To go when you look at his comedy films, like yeah. The Truman Show, Bruce Almighty, and then you watch Twenty Friends. I'm between like, like what? Yeah, or like uh, the the one that got me the most was Robin Williams in One Hour Photo. That was creepy and terrifying to see this comedic icon just completely just change. Just com- it was it was insane. Have you, I think you haven't seen I've never it. Seen it? One hour. Photo. One hour photo. Yeah, yeah. I'm with the- Check, Check that, that out. out. Check that out. I definitely yeah, recommend it uh, highly. Because he's great. He's yeah. incredible. Like he was, I mean. You know, yeah, may he rest in peace. Absolutely. But yeah, he was incredible. Now, as uh, did you do a lot of traveling when you were a kid uh, uh, or just around England? No. Yeah, I did. We did the, the family holidays. So around the UK, when I was a kid, we probably went to like campsites and stuff like that. 
But I've been to like France, Italy, Spain as a kid, okay. um, Balearic nice. Islands, so Menorca, oh, okay. uh, Mallorca, Menorca. Yeah. Um, mainland Spain, first time was coming to Malaga. Okay. Oh, so the first time mainland first was mainland here. Spain was Malaga. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. Um, so yeah, France, south of France, uh, like Euro Disney as okay. a kid, right. which was great. Florida, so I'm in the Florida as where well, was, New York. Where was the first big place you went by yourself? By myself. Yeah, or or, or I mean like where you set up the trip, you or you found the location, uh, you book a New flight. York. It was probably New York. Yeah? Yeah, me and my friends. I'd been to New York prior with someone else in okay. 2011. Um, and then me and my friends were like, Let's do New York because I wanted to do New York again, right? Because I didn't do it properly the first time, so I was like, I'm gonna do New York again, okay? So, me and my friends, we went to New York, and yeah, New York's great. Yours, when, when did you go? Do what time of the year was it? Uh, blah, blah, blah. first time I went, it would have been April, I think. Second time, it was June, nice, Ooh. Was June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- April's a great season, June it gets hot, yeah, June, you can feel it walking around, yeah, the blocks, and it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. warm in June, but yeah, I, I you, what was your favorite part of New York? My favorite part of New York. And all our New York listeners right now are waiting with bated breath. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking, what's the right answer to give? No, do you know what? I mean, when I first went to New York, uh, obviously, great tragedy, 9-11. Right. And Ground Zero, the memorial wasn't finished. Okay. Uh, they They were constructing it, and it was being made, and it wasn't finished. So when I went back in 2017, it was done. So to go in there and see that, I can still remember walking through the the exhibitions and stuff um, even to this day. So that was great. Um, the Yankee Stadium, you know, was always you big uh, sports guy. The big sports guy, football, yeah, soccer. When you say football, my my listeners know I'm in Spain, so they understand you say football. I'm not. I'm not talking to a whole lot of it's Americans, football. right, right, right. Uh, yeah, big big sports guy. So football, but yeah, when you go to America, you have to do the American sports. Yeah. So baseball was was up there. Um, did you see a game or we did. We watched. Oh, that's awesome. We watched the Yankees. I can't. Were they playing the Red Sox? Maybe they were playing the Red Sox. I think. Ooh, so I you saw right the Red Sox. I'm pretty sure. Right. Off the top of my head, I, yeah, I seem to remember they were playing the Red Sox. Okay. And I remember, I want to say, was his name Gary Sanchez? Yeah, I can't help you with that. Mm-hmm. Was, he was just. Home run, home run, home nice. run. I was like, this guy is probably like the Messi of the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> to put it in football terms. Right, right, He's right, great. Right. Or the Ronaldo. Sorry, Ronaldo or Messi. Yeah, that, um, they, they know. Yeah. Or, or they don't. They Team do. Ronaldo, I think. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, no, wait. You were raised in Nottingham. Yeah. But you also lived in Kent. So, yeah. So, I was born in Nottingham, 15 years in Nottinghamshire. Who's your favorite football club? So it's Manchester United. It's United. Okay. Because my, my dad was born in Salford. Oh, God. So from being born in 93, bang, I think the first thing I wore as a kid was a Man United kit. Right. Okay. And just, you know, all I've known is just success after success. Right. After it's, success. It's when, you, when, you, when you side with a winner, yeah, it, it kind of, you're like, I'm good. I'm good here. This is great. Like, all yeah. my friends are upset. They all hate me. And I'm like, because my team's the best. And right. then in 2013, the greatest manager of all time left left United and everything just went wrong. Yeah. It just went. Yeah, I get it. Bang. Yeah. Um, it was like a Ryanair flight. <laughs> <laughs> but now things are, yeah, things have been, yeah. So stay true to my colors. Always, right. always. And yeah, so it was interesting. So 15 years in Kent where I built a lot of my friendships up and then to then 
move up. Uh, so I moved in with my sister for a bit. Okay. She's in the Wirral. And I was doing some work in Liverpool. So I was traveling to Liverpool every day. Now, I got to ask, is the name of the area like the world? Like if I got on the, a mm-hmm. tube or a bus, would I say, would I see a sign that says the world? Well, it says the world. So it's like W I R L R R A L. Okay, well, what? It's like W I double R A L. Okay. I think off the top of my head. Oh, it might not be, right. might be one R. I'm now questioning uh, everything. Right, fair, yeah. fair. Because uh, in my brain, I'm hearing W H I R L, which is like the first I think it part is that, of whirlwind. Like Ignore the me. Whirl. I think it is how you've just said it. And uh, I just uh, our English listeners, uh, shout out in the comments. Let us know what we're talking One R or two. Right. I'm not sure. But I was doing the, I was driving to Liverpool. I would basically, I'd wake up in the morning, 6 a.m., bang, straight to the local gym. I would train there, then I'd, let you go through the the Mersey Tunnel, okay, um, which is where they filmed a lot of um, a lot of films. Of film. like, Harry like the Guy Ritchie, the Guy Ritchie, probably a lot of Guy stuff, Ritchie films. Yeah. And I was watching uh, Bond stuff. I'm I was so watching weird. Fast and Furious Six. Have you seen that? I have. Do you know where they're racing through London and they've got like that really low down like F one style car that he's yes. flipping cars with? Yes, and it's got the Rock and Vin Diesel, and they're racing through the streets of London. Right. And I was watching that, and I was like. And I looked at the tunnel and I was like, that's the Mersey Tunnel. That's the, uh, the whatever it's called, Queensway Tunnel. Right, right, right. I was right. like, and then they were magically back in London. I was like, that is cinema. That's cinema. I get the exact same feeling when uh, they do Vegas. Oh, when Luigi's Las Vegas, because they'll be on the strip. And then in the next instant, they're downtown Las Vegas. <laughs> And I'm like, they'll be passing the Flamingo yeah. and Caesar's Palace. And then the next shot, they're around the corner and suddenly there's the golden nugget and bing. Like, that's not how that works. Uh, it's, that's not where that goes. The yeah. way that they do, I think, where that's but that's what it is. It's filmmaking, right? So it really so, it sells you a dream. Right. So like Harry Potter, for example, where they go to Hogsmeade. Right. It's beautiful and it's gorgeous. And I went to the place where Hogsmeade is based on. Mm-hmm. And it's great. But it's but, not you know, hugs me. Right, right, right. But it's great. And right. obviously it's all in studios. And of course. Stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was a, a small part of me when we went to England. I said, okay, maybe we'll see some wizards. <laughs> you do, but you have this, to go to King's Cross and you have to run through the wall. And you got to run through the wall. And if you don't yeah. run through the wall, you never yeah. get there. I, can, I don't know where King's Cross was. I, I wasn't sure. Oh, I, King's the, Cross the main, is great. The main uh, train station we were in wasn't that one. Do you know what they do every year in King's Cross? It's an actual tradition. You may have seen it online. So there's a um, every year when technically by the book Harry Potter was going to go to Hogwarts, mm-hmm. they count down a certain time, and then basically it's when they do a train announcement for Platform Nine and Three Quarters. And King's Cross do this every year. Interesting. I can't. I can't remember what it's. Called, That's how big Harry Potter. Harry is. Potter. And, is. and King's Cross will be packed. It'll be full of people, and it's like. They do a massive countdown, and then that's it. On the train board, where you got all the train times, mm-hmm. it will flash up Hogwarts as a destination, nice. a platform nine and three quarters, and people gather every year, and they count down and they see this. And does anybody run into the wall? I'm sure somebody. I'm sure somebody try has tried to run. It's into got, the got like wall. a. It's got a. They've got a, a, a trolley. They've got a trolley hanging off. Hanging like half, half in. But Harry Potter's just yeah. That's massive. That's it's insane. huge. That even people still do it. They gather now. And yeah. still do it. It's crazy. Yeah, that's absolutely. Were you, crazy. were you a big Harry Potter fan growing up? 
Because you're like at the age yes. now where like that would have been like you're reading material as a kid. It was reading material as a kid and then being like from a young age, just loving films like James Bond and right. Harry Potter. Like, you know, me and my sister would be in the garden, would be reenacting the Harry Potter trailer. Nice. We'll just, you know, um, yeah, just, it's just great. Harry right. Potter is just great. And I think it's, it's one of those things you, it's like a bit like a, a bit like a comfort blanket. You grew up with Harry Potter. Right, right, right. And it's kind of like a, it feels very seasonal as well. Mm -hmm. So like every Halloween, Christmas, or, you know, uh, you just stick it on. It, it feels so right, Harry Potter. That makes sense. As well. What house are you? Yeah, obviously Gryffindor. Yeah? Really? I don't know, but then I think actually. Have you done it? Have you, have you checked? I haven't checked. I'm Hufflepuff. You've checked? Oh, I'm Hufflepuff. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I definitely went to the website. And done the actual did thing. Did the quiz and, and found out my, my house. I didn't do it because what if I did it and it was like Slytherin? And everybody would be like, well, everything I thought of you is a lie. <laughs> no, I mean, look, people think Slytherin as enemy and that's, you know, they're not. They're just the fourth house. I think, you, you know, know, one of the greatest wizards that ever exists came from Slytherin. I'm just saying. Severus Snake. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, right? So... So it's you know and get that's to, the thing about the right the writing the story of Harry Potter is so good that like right. well, that it breaks my heart how horrible the author is oh. and how wonderful the writing is like mm -hmm. I really I that is one situation where I do separate the artist from the art yeah you know because you did create this magical world that talked to millions of people and transcended us and took you on these adventures you know. I mean, we, of course, you sit back like, this school is dangerous. How did, like, every yeah. year something fucked up got to happen? Like, every yeah. <laughs> every year? Yeah. How come not one year was just, like, school? It's always something. Always something. <laughs> no one ever gets a decent exam score. No. <laughs> no. But again, it's you know, so there, there has though. to be drama. It it's is so great. great. Have really you seen good. the stage show? No. I, I want to see Cursed Child. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I went in not knowing the story because I know a lot of people read the book, right? And they were like, "Here's a book, and it's also a stage show." And everyone read the book and saw the stage, and I was like, mm. "I'm just gonna go in blind and just watch the stage show." Right. I have not read the book yet. I, I've seen it. I uh, think I'm I might own it, but I have not read it. I think it's probably at the moment one of the best things I've seen on stage. Interesting. In terms of, but I think. Did well, you see it in the West End? So in the West End. Nice. Yeah, uh, I saw part one and part two in the same day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was that's intense. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was a great day. It was. Um, that was a highlight of our trip to England. Was going to the West End and seeing the theater that is housing Hamilton. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. American Musical, because that is my favorite number one musical of all time ever. Is it the Victoria Theater? Maybe sure. Why not? Near the station. <laughs> <laughs> As you go to the station, you yes, walk out. Yes, it's near the it? yes, yes, right yeah. across from that uh, uh, medium-sized black clock tower. Um, there's a black and gold clock tower, like in the middle of the road. Yes. Um, it's across, isn't it? Onto the right. I think right. I think yeah. and, we, and we walk West past End. where they're doing Wicked and, um, it's there. uh, there's another show that I saw. Oh, Lion King. Oh, the, those, we saw those. And, you know, again, it gave me a feel of New York cause I love Broadway. Uh, yeah. Right. So, and again, actor, love theater. Do you know what? I remember, um, Hamilton when it is was it like 2016 2017 at first they had Hamilton Hamilton I think. Uh, I think somewhere around there maybe I remember when I didn't know much about Hamilton and I stayed in New York and we stayed just off 42nd Street and even to this day I think oh my god why didn't I go because basically we walked out of our hotel we were next to a 
Scientology building. It was mm-hmm. a whole different ball game. Right. And then Hamilton. And I was always, I'd always walk past it. And the it Rogers. And it didn't register at all. And then I realized, I was like, if I had gone to that show, I would have seen Lin Manuel. I would have seen the original cast. I was right. Like, what? Oh. Yeah. It may have been tough to get tickets, but you know. Yeah, that's. that's but again, what you do is you do the lottery, right? You go. Yeah. Uh, um, did you see plays when you were in New York? No, I don't believe we did. I don't believe we did. Oh, you have not quite done New York no, properly. Have, have to do it again. We walked I mean, you walk along Broadway. Walk along Broadway. You know, and and didn't see saw the billboards, and you didn't see any of the shows. I've been to the cinema in New York when I first went. Okay, what'd you see? I'm not proud of it. It was the uh, it was the Arthur remake. The what? Yeah, do you know do you know Arthur? Arthur. Yeah, do you know the Arthur? Yeah. The, the original with Dudley Moore. With, you saw the one with Russell Brand. Uh huh. Yeah. Do, do, you know, do you know what my thinking was there? Was it? Was that uh, Russell Brand is English? No, oh, okay. but he was. I don't right. mind Russell Brand. I think he's. I he's think, he's yeah. funny. He, uh, he has his. He has quirks. his moments. Yeah. Um. It was the. The fact it was a New York based film, so I was like, "Let's go see this because we're going to see what bits of New York that we've been to yeah. today." So we'll see highlights and you know, big New York museum of all the film cars outside. Right. I was like, "Oh, we didn't see that, but right." <laughs> so yeah, Fair. we Fair. kept it. Kept in New York. Kept in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Not proud of it. I mean, look, yeah. you you, yeah. you did it. You went and saw a movie in New York exactly. about New York. Yeah. With an English actor. With an English actor. So you're an English, you're a Brit? Yeah. Uh, do you like being called British? I've never because, really been, I mean, yeah. Because we I know the Brit. British Brit. is Great Brit. Britain, yeah. and Great Britain includes a bunch of other things. Yeah, like Northern Ireland. Right. Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales. Wales. Scotland. Right. So, but I, you are English. I'm English, but technically to to yourself, I'm British. Right, because also I'm American. Yeah. But I'm also Californian. I'm also oh. Las, Las Vegan. So you're known as California, like in America. People, people know me from Vegas. Would they go than, big sexy? Oh, he's Californian. They, uh, no. They wouldn't? They oh. No, people think the big sexy is from Vegas. Oh. Yeah, because that's where, that's where big sexy blew up. Yeah, yeah, uh, my Californian folks. Because nice. I, I became big sexy like officially, officially. It's my name. That's who I am. When I moved to Vegas in two thousand nine, right? I, I was big sexy a little bit beforehand. But did I tell you the story of the name? We kind of. No, I don't know if I never knew. The, I, for me, you're just big sexy. Oh wow! No one's okay. ever told me. Uh, I, like, I, find, I don't know his real name, but I, his I, name I, is Big I, I, Sexy. I can, I can give you the short version on, on, <laughs> on this episode. My listeners have heard this story, and, and <laughs> okay. they, they know the, the tale of Big Sexy. So really quickly, so I belong to an improv group called the Swinging Johnson Brothers. Um, and when you become, you know the Johnson is the name when for you your Tyler Swinging Wacker, Johnson. Right. Uh-huh. Become, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So when you, take, when you become a Johnson brother, you have to have a Johnson name. So I chose Big Sexy Johnson. Okay. Yeah. Your name is a dick joke. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, fast forward, and that was back in like 2001. Okay. Fast forward to two, uh, 2009, eight years later, I'm well-known in the improv industry. One of the Swinging Johnson brothers. I'm Big Sexy Johnson. I've been to some stuff, whatever. I'm planning on moving to Vegas, and I want to be taken seriously. I've decided the Big Sexy is going to be my professional name. I, I, I liken it to people like Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube and Whoopi Goldberg and you know John Wayne and all these other performers whose to names are names. not uh-huh. their own. Uh-huh. Um, but that's who I'm going to be. 
And if I'm going to do that, then my name can't be a dick joke. That's true. Right. I can't introduce myself as Big Sexy Johnson. Couple of gray areas in there. Without it's just, it's just, you can't say that and be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm already at a struggle with Big Sexy. I like Big Sexy. Right. Hey, right. Yeah. It's, it's a great name. Yeah. Plus, everybody's calling me Big Sexy. Like, that's just a great feeling, right? So, uh, I left my Johnson in California. And just move to Vegas just as Big Sexy. Okay. Right. And so that and so then I went as Big Sexy. And then, of course, I had to introduce everybody to myself as Big Sexy. I have to say my name is Big Sexy, which real name? Big Sexy. Because if I say anything else, I'm delegitimizing Big Sexy. And it's not. It's legitimate. It's honest. It's a good name. And now it is official. This is official. It is official. It's not on my passport yet. So your flight details, will that say Big Sexy? Uh, it will. I'm going to get it on my passport. I need to witness it once in my lifetime, if you please, um, the airport announcement. So be slightly late to board. Be late enough to board so they make the announcement. Uh, Can Big Sexy please go to gate 56? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Barry White, Big Sexy to gate 5, please. Barry White, Big Sexy. I just watched the reactions like... Sexy. Yes. 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 I, I will. I will. I will <laughs> when I have that on my passport and ready to go, to I will be sitting <laughs> with my camera that. in the gate, not boarding, <laughs> just filming everybody. Oh, <laughs> Waiting for that. Oh, that's big sexy great. here. Big sexy. Yeah. I'm just watching yeah. people just roll up and just. Yeah. 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 That's the guy. I'm with told Laura. I'm like, how the pockets go? Great, but we're gonna go to the airport at some time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. I just want to see hear, something. Right. Right. <laughs> Right, yeah. So uh, the goal is to get it um, on all my identification, on my passport and everything. I'm not completely changing my name. People ask, is it just going to be Big Sexy? And I said, no, because I love my parents and I still want to honor. They they gave me my name and and I want to honor them still. So I'm adding it as to my middle name. Now, the funny part of that is my middle name is Richard. Stop it. So, so coming full circle, my middle name will be Big Sexy yes. Richard. So, yes, Big or sexy Big Sexy Richard. Dick. Yeah. Uh, today, your parents ever called you Big Sexy? Uh, my mother, my, my father passed uh, before uh, Big Sexy got really known. Okay. He knew of it. Okay. Um, uh, but uh, my mother, not quite. But you know, people say, "What's your mother call you?" My mother calls me "son." That's what she calls, or she yeah, calls me the nickname right. that I had as a right. child, which I don't let anybody ever know. <laughs> My wife is grinning because she, she, she knows. knows it. Yes, um, but fair. Like I'm not gonna force my yeah, mother. Yeah. To, you know. But however, uh, she has. Uh, I I have trained her. That sounds terrible. Um, I have convinced her now to when she introduces me to new people. She will say, and my, my government name is James. So she will say, This is my son James, but he goes by Big Sexy. Oh, or she'll say Big. Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll say, Yeah. And then I'll it's just the full name is Big Sexy. Not about it. If I had the same reaction. No, that's great. So yeah, that's the origin. That's the, nice. the origin of Big Sexy. Yeah, but this is about you. This is an interview. Yeah, no, go about you. Now, um, how long it, uh, have you loved acting? Like, do you decide to be an actor and decide to go into that world. Do you know what? Um, there's kind of two ways this came about. Okay. And the first 
um, he probably doesn't know, but my, my dad, he picked me up from a tennis lesson and I like tennis. I was seven years old, okay. seven or eight. And he turned around to me and he was like, okay, you're going to watch something tonight. I was like, okay, what am I, what am I going to watch? Um, he was like, Dr. No. And I was like, oh, okay. Nice. The very first Bond film. And I was like, and at this point I'm like, I had no idea what Dr. No was. And yeah, I watched this film on ITV. Of course they showed all the time. And I was like, and probably at that point I was like, I want to be James Bond. Right. I want right. to be James Bond. Um, and yeah, I just fell in love with like the, the franchise James Bond. And then that's when my love for movies really started to nice. build. Um, I'm also a big Bond fan. Oh, it's just, it's just the best. Yeah, it's just the best franchise um, for me. It's just so nostalgic as well. I could, you know. So, so let's let's get into it. Who's your favorite Bond? Oh, I knew you were gonna ask me. That. Of course, I am. I know you're gonna ask me. Of course, that. we're Bond heads. We got to get into this discussion. I mean, Sean Connery was the goat, James Bond, the goat, and he was the. And if yeah, the first one you saw was Doctor No, of course he set he sets the base. Because I think I'd grown up, and obviously I was growing up when Goldeneye, where Pierce Brosnan was Bond. He right. was my Bond in the nineties. Right. So I kind of grew up with Pierce Brosnan, but then the first time I was Doctor No, and I was just I was just so in awe, and I was just like, oh yeah, he is James Bond. Even when you watch it now, you just think it's not going to get any, you know. Especially the way they ended. Right. Daniel Craig's great. And I think he really yeah. set a president for whoever the next whoever one. the next one would be, but now necessarily they're probably gonna go back to what I think will be the problem you've got these days with Bond. Mm-hmm. And you know, if Barbara Broccoli's listening, I am available. Right. Um yeah. to, I could I could do that. Um but it's for James Bond to be James Bond. He can't be James Bond in this current society because it doesn't float anymore. Right. It Which is kind of what they touched on. Yeah. In, With no uh, time to die. No time to die. By doing the whole female Bond thing. Da, 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 da. He's retired, gets his number back. But then, you know, well, it's the first time. Female he, 007. 007. Yeah. Of course. Because people were flipping out that James Bond was going to be a black woman. And everybody was like, and, and then I was like, oh, yeah. that's an interesting take on it. Then I saw yeah. the movie and went, no, 007. Is a, 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 it's a, number is a black agent. woman. It's just a number for an agent. <clears throat> Which yeah. is what it is. Bond is still Bond and he's Bond. Exactly. Nobody is. There's, her name is a Jamie Bond. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which, you know, there will never be a there will never be a female James Bond. Right. It just won't happen. It just won't happen. No. Um, can it be a female 007? You could. And, they, and they've done it. You could tell so they've yes. given the audiences what they wanted right. by doing that. But I think if you want to get back to what Bond is... With the ladies, you know, with the old looks, the the, the you know the classic, the, the set. classics. You're gonna have to set it in the this. suits. Yeah, you're gonna have to go right back, and you're gonna have to pre you put this in the '60s. Yeah, it's gonna have to become a period piece as opposed yeah. to a modern day Bond. I, and I actually think Mission Impossible and the Bourne series has made it. Not impossible for Bond to exist, but I think they're so good as modern action films. Right. And they just went up a level each time. Well, I mean, Mission Impossible is American Bond. It, Tom Cruise takes his inspiration from I James mean, Bond. Ethan, Ethan yeah. Hunt. Yeah. Like, on paper, in the TV series, like, Ethan Hunt was America, like America's version of James Bond. Absolutely. Doing these crazy missions, but on a television scale, mm-hmm. you know, crazy stunts and and and... 
you know, international espionage and all that. Like yeah. it was America's response. It bonds like we're still here. <laughs> we're still going. We're still going. We're still doing this. But Mission Impossible Six for me was so good. Yeah. One with Henry Cavill. Yes, that was really. And good. I think Jimmy. Like, I think Henry Cavill would make a great bump. He would. But he's so buff. I think he's he might be massive, too massive. I think he's too big. Yeah. And I almost think he'd make a great Bond villain. He'd be a good Bond villain. But yeah, because he can do it. He's quite versatile. Yeah. But I think the problem is. Yeah. What you with the tradition with casting Bonds is they're never massive stars. Not yet. They're, they're kind of up They're kind of bubbling. Yeah. Daniel I think Craig Pierce Brosnan. Was probably the biggest. Was the biggest. Yeah. Sean Connery was almost relatively nobody when they hired him. He'd done a couple things here and there. America hated him. Yeah. So they were like, we got Sean Connery. America was like, we're not really sure well, about this guy. Like, right. convince us. Um, right. And yeah, and I think Roger Moore was spending time on set. Roger Moore's my bond. The same. Uh, only because, again, he was the bond in the era that I grew up. I grew up in the late 70s and 80s. Yeah. Right. And so I saw Roger Moore as bond. So. So, but I love Pierce Brosnan as Bond as well. But his yeah. his movies got ridiculous. The Dying of a Day with the Saturday. Dying of the Day, the uh, the uh, World Crazy. of Tomorrow. Um, I mean, he was in one of by far the best Bonds. I think I think Gold not uh, Golden Eye was was because that was like a, they'd been away. Tumphrey Dolphin yeah. had done his thing, and then right. Golden Eye had come on the scene. And it was like, ah, Bond is back. I didn't like Timothy Dalton as Bond. It's controversial because I think Timothy Dalton was what Ian Fleming wrote as Bond. I agree. And I think Timothy Dalton was basically what we got with Daniel Craig. He was rough and tumble. Right. He was nasty. You know, he I was think, cold-blooded. I think coming off of Rogers Moore. Who was brilliant. Who was brilliant. But again, it started to get a little hacky. And by, Moon, by Moonraker... Yeah. A great movie, mm-hmm. but come on, come on. You, it, it started to jump the shark a little bit. To follow, I think Spy Who Loved Me though. Which, Spy Who Loved Me. Do you know what I think? I have this theory that with with the actors that play Bond, their third films always seem to be their best. So you had Sean Goldfinger, right. Roger Moore, Spy Who Loved Me. Right. Okay, Dalton didn't get one. Nope. Neither um, did Lansby. Lazenby, but he got one. But the, with with that and his story, the more you watch that, as a kid, I hated it. Not hated it. I liked it, it, Bond. It was Bond, but it wasn't was like, oh, what's going on? But yeah. then the more I watched it's it, it's also the very up, first time it was a new actor. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the first change. Right. But the more I watch it now, I think, oh, it's actually a great story, and I could this see what they were story. trying to do, and I was thinking, oh, this would have been great with Connery. But Lazenby was still great. Don't get me wrong. Right. Someone that hadn't even acted before properly. Right. And. I love Pierce Brosnan in The World Is Not Enough. I don't know what's something about that film. Yeah. That was a real childhood for me, was that particular film. But my favorite Bond film is probably A View to a Kill. Interesting. Roger Moore's the last one. Because I remember it most as a kid. Right, okay. That was my real go-to with Christopher Walken, right. Mayday, The Grace Elevator Jones. Fire. Right. The, it's, that film, just, I don't know. I know he was probably a bit too old to play Bond. Right. But it was just, it was great. What was my favorite Bond? You know, my favorite Bond film is uh, Live and Let Die. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. Live and Let Die is yeah. one of my favorite Bond films. Roger yeah. Moore's first. Yeah. Could argue, yeah. Some would say it's probably his best. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. Um, but so Bond good. is just... Uh, Octopus so was really good, too. 
And it's just so much fun to say. Octopus was great. Octopus was I last year, me and my friend, in the my best friend, um, we kind of bonded over football and, and Bond. Right. And <laughs> he went, um, I think Bond was his 60th anniversary, was it recently? Last year was the 60th, I think. I think. I think 60 or 70? I think it was 60 or something. I'm sure it was the 60th. Like yes, because twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there was a run of between like, uh, was it? Oh, it would have been like maybe May up until like October. Every week they reran every Bond on the big screen. Oh, nice! And I had a membership to the local cinema, so like every week we were like every Tuesday Bond film, Bond film, Bond film. Even if there was a football match we wanted to watch, we were like watching the scores in the cinema because we were watching, no, we're watching Bond again. Right. Films that we hadn't seen on the big screen. Right, right. So to see them, like, I think we came out appreciating Fundable so much more than what we probably had. Oh, Fundable's great. Fundable's amazing and I just look at now, I think. But seeing it on the big screen, it it does change. Yeah. Change your viewpoint. Bond on the big screen is just, yeah. I would do that every week could just yeah. go watch a Bond. On, we, on de- we definitely have to have a Bond marathon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Tonight? Uh, <laughs> right? Uh, Let's shelve those further plans. We, yeah, yeah. Forget the game night. We're doing Bond. Uh, I mean, that, that'd be a lot. Yeah, Bond is great. So the, he was that was the main sort of, and then obviously. Introduction you know, into theater. And, and I then, mean, performance, rather, acting. It was kind of on more of a darker level. I, as a kid, witnessed and experienced some trauma mm-hmm. with my my mum was you know she was not very nice things with with a partner okay it happened uh, without saying too much and I built these I would get angry quite a lot and I would clench my fist and I, I'd just have rage and there was this I guess you could say tipping point where mm-hmm. something happened and then my anger issue just like that and I was like okay and I knew I needed to get it under control right and I then went from channeling my anger into performing. Okay. So from that very negative situation, then birthed, I was like, oh my God, like this is, you know, all this anger, I turned it into positive energy. And from that energy, I was like, bang, this is where the acting kind of spurred from, the nice. performing, performing arts and, and theater. Now, have you done film? Have you been in some movies yet? Other than background, have you done any feature stuff? Yes. So Anything nothing. our listeners could see, like you have an IMDb page? I do have an IMDb page. It's on there. Um, if you just go on IMDb and type in Joe James, I think it's still on there. It Which number there. are you? Because I'm sure Joe James is probably There's like a Joe James, and it will probably say, um, I don't know if I can say the actual. So I did a fan film um, for a guy. He's a well-known director called Leroy Kincaid. Okay. Um, good friend as well. He really uh, helps sort of nurture my uh, steps into the acting world, I guess you could say. I uh, did a couple of projects with him. He had a feature film uh, called The Last Rite, okay. which was like an exorcism uh, sort of film. And I was in that. So I did okay. that with him. Um, and yeah, I've done some short films as well. Um, he did filmed a, a short film that I, that I was in. That we did together. I think I'm in that. I'm, I was, but it may be without a picture now. So the first Joe James Uh-oh. that comes up, is a second unit or assistant director, and that is definitely not you. That's not me. No. No. Uh, you, uh, let's see. Have they taken me off? I have to search through him. I'm looking for, uh, let's look for Joe James within movies. Um, so the problem is, the thing about the search engine on 
IMDb mm. is that it takes both words. Some get a lot of different Joes and a lot of different yeah. James. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll it find was it. on there. What I'll do is I'll do some research and I'll find it. It's on there somewhere. And, uh, yeah, it took me a while to or, to get because um, you know for I started no, I started in the industry was my government name. So mm. and and my government name was James White, and there's so many other James Whites, and it's like uh, that kind of also what prompted me to get a much more unique name. Yeah. Right. So now I'm in, I was in the process of getting all my all my ID paste switch over from James White to Big Sexy Barry White. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, as an alias, and there's a lot of work in there. It's not a it's not a madness. No. Uh, yeah. It's but um. Yeah, I'll find it. I'll put the link in the summary of this here. Yeah, well. it's in there somewhere. It's it's kicking around. Yeah. It's kicking around in there somewhere. I think before I do projects, and then sometimes the producer would then put Joe Jepson. I'm like, and I said my surname. There we go. Right. Um, but that, oh, no, it's it's Joe James. Because that's right. my station that I want to go with. And then there's kind of like. The right, 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 right. Because I, I think for, for the feature film credit, they actually put my surname, which was a little bit like, mm, you do know my stage name kind of thing. So why are you putting my surname? But. Yeah. Some, sometimes because you're you're well, I I found out how that ha- how this happens. People who make the credits look at the um, production sheet, and the production sheet will be listed by your uh, government ID name, mm-hmm. and your like they're gonna write the check out to your government ID name. Yeah, yeah. And that's the list they look at Absolutely. for the credits. Right. Okay. Um, and that's what I learned. The other reason I'm trying to make sure that it's official, I'm already doing business as so that you can on a speech on a sheet, it just says big sexy man. Yeah, that's that's what it just says. So, so, so all, all you got is so big sexy Barry White. Yeah, you gotta say with a deep voice too, big sexy Barry big White. Sexy. Yeah, no, um, sorry. you got any big uh travel plans coming up anytime soon? Yes. I mean, me and Laura are already scheming of where we want to go. Where's next? I, I keep saying to Fiji. I okay. really, really want to go to Fiji. Yeah. Um, it just looks incredible. It just looks like a different planet. And you're a hiker, yeah? You like to hike? I love a hike. Yeah. Wow, we're hiking this weekend. Oh, that's just gross. Yeah, we're hiking this weekend. Do you know what they said? They, were, mm-hmm. they, they messaged and they were like, it's a free hike. I was like, well, yeah. I mean, what hikes oh, do, you, yeah. do you pay for? Right. I mean, huh. I'm sure there are groups that will... You can pay and they'll take you take you someplace. If you're doing like a wellness, maybe a meditation, I get right. it. If there's a yoga, or if there's you know transportation to is the it, trail or whatever, yeah, maybe. I was thinking, this is gas. a free hike. I was like, I would like to think I could walk on the earth for free. Right, yeah, right. Don't charge yeah, me twenty Charge to go. You don't own this trail. Yeah, yeah. But we're doing that. So we're doing that in. I think we can go to Mihas. Oh, nice. Down the road. I heard Mihas is gorgeous. We went there. When did we go there? We went there. November, I think. Okay. And it was still quite hot. How long have you been in Malaga? I first came to Malaga in August. Okay. So it was like August, September, a little bit of October. It's January. I stuck you by You said the in rules. November, and my brain thought November 2022. I wish. Not November two, a, month, a month and a half ago. If it had been November 2022, then I don't know. I probably would have met Laura. Cause, well, I mean, I probably would have met yeah, Laura. We would have bumped into each other. Yeah, maybe. maybe yeah. yeah. We would have found a way. Yeah, well, if you're listening. again, it would have happened online. I mean, you know, it was you would have met us sooner. Exactly, that's how that would have gone. I was bumped. In. I always say this. I said it was like the the app we met on Hinge. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's just it terrifies me thinking about what happened if one of us had had a bad day 
or been right. like, ah, oh, not got time for this, and just gone bang. See you later. Right. It almost is like a like a like a sliding doors moment. It is like everything changes the butterfly effect. And then and and now here you are. Yeah. Living in Malaga. Yeah. On the world well, gorgeous apartment. Love as you, well, by probably. the way. Right. Thank you very much. Mm. So you know, I'm big sense of little nomad. And your apartment is lovely, by the way. Thank you. I could never live there. It's three stories, and I can't do that. It's three stories. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah. It's good for getting the steps in. Yeah. Well, yeah. sure. If you like that kind of stuff. I'm yeah. Not a fan. Downstairs with a bedroom. It's yeah. It's it's yeah. nice. It's 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 nice. It's it's uh, crisp. Right. But it's quite cozy, so it's not too big. It's, where it's well, like, yeah. The, the rooms are comfortable. Yeah. You know, it's just and there's three of them. Essentially, the, the, yeah. You have yeah. the attic, but the attic doesn't yeah. have a bathroom, so really two. Attic slash future. Games room. Games room. Nice. Yeah. Nice. We were talking about it today. We're like, should we get a yeah. Nintendo Switch? Should we do that? Yes. This is Mario Kart? I, I, yeah. Yes. You have a, yeah. We, so when we come back in April, uh, we'll, we'll have game nights. And well, you get, make sure you guys get to get a, a table about this size. Right? You have to put it up there so that we can bring Mahjong. Yes. And uh, yep. we'll play some Mahjong. Because I want to play some Mahjong. I, I haven't taught you yet. Okay. So I have to teach nope. you. Maybe, maybe we'll teach you. You know what? I'll bring Mahjong tonight because we're going to places playing games. And I have a bunch of games there. If they have Mahjong, we'll set up and play some Mahjong. But I don't know if it's like set game. I have no idea what The to plot expect. twist on that, apparently. Oh. Apparently. So I was leaving and I was like, oh, these games, by the way, tonight. I was like, oh, no, what's going on? She was like, they're aged from like age 14 to 30. So now we're thinking, oh, is this going to be a bunch of Kids, kids playing kids well, games. Definitely gonna be kids. I mean, it's at a the cultural museum. We just go see what the vibe is. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. And it's then, a great museum. And then I, we have not. That's one of the main reasons I want to go. I've been to the cafe there because we tried to work there. Okay. Um, the nomad lifestyle, and it was nice. We were the only two people in there. Mm, oh, nice. Um, but they were very particular about eating your own food in there. Oh, well, food, imagine. Which oh, that's why I said. There was no one in there. So I was like, yeah, to be fair, it's like. But no don't, don't bring things. food. Yeah. If yeah. it was busy, it might have been a different story. Right. It's great, though. I didn't see much of the actual museum itself, which is why I would also would like to go. Right. And Pablo Picasso is one of the main reasons that we're in Malaga. Because of the art. Uh, my wife was looking at places to go. Uh, Malaga has a coastline, which was imperative. Wonderful weather, which was imperative. And an art. Pablo Picasso's here. Was born here. This is his place. Yes. So that means there is art here. Mm-hmm. Now we have been here since May, minus the three months we were in Bucharest. Have not seen into gone into any Pablo uh, Picasso thing. Pablo Picasso. Pablo Picasso thing. Yeah. So we're. I, I saw that one. Yes. Finally, we'll go. We'll check it out. We'll yes. see some. It's good. Yeah. I mean, I like said yeah. we only saw a little bit, but from. Just exploring little corridors. I was like, oh, this looks good. Yeah, so I'm looking forward yeah. to this. I'm looking forward to tonight. Yeah, that'd be yeah, awesome. What time is it tonight? And uh, six, six something, I whatever. Think. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. And then we'll, we'll hang get out. the vibe. We'll go to the museum and then we can just go. And, just and then, yeah, go wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll throw the, the Mahjong in the backpack because there'll be enough of us if we want to I would love to set know up and play. what is the basis of Mahjong. So Mahjong is a Chinese tile game that plays like Rummy. Okay. Um, it's probably the, the shortest answer I can give. Um, so the tiles and the goals to go mahjong, and that's give me four sets of three in a pair. Okay. Um, but what I love about it is, you know, it plays four people, and uh, there's strategy, and there's some fun, and there's you know a lot of uh, shit talking, and not a lot, but there's some. <laughs> and 
it, it's a really great social time. I mean, that's one thing why we started set it where we came back immediately with the first weekend we were back. All right, Mahjong Sundays here at the Barry White's apartment in Banamadana. Come out, learn how to play the game. Wow. Right. Uh, was, and since I, we, I've taught, I think, 22 people in Spain how to play in Mahjong. That's good. Yeah. And I taught 30 people on the boat on the way over. On the cruise from Miami to Boston. Yeah. 15 what? days, I taught 30 people. That's insane. Uh, you just yeah. set up on like a bar on the cruise and just go. Like, yep. They, they had a game area. Just start taking money. They had a game area. <laughs> and you feed $2 to learn. <laughs> yeah. $5 I'll teach you my job. That's insane. So uh, I would awesome. love to actually set up. I would love to find um, uh, some kind of front forefront here or a cafe or something where I could actually have like a gaming cafe where you could set oh, up and, good. you know, get like a paid you know come play for yeah. you know like be able to rent a place everybody pays like five euro or whatever and then come in and play mahjong but from a social point of view as well it's great it's great it's wonderful would you ever do like a um would you ever do a teaching someone mahjong while it's recording a podcast i thought about it um you know uh uh once we have the kind of a better setup you know, once the location, get like a kind of a studio set up and I can have a camera set up and it's not just my laptop and a microphone and a ring light, then I would love to. I'd love to get like that kind of set up and have, you know, uh, uh interview session while we well, can't do an interview too much while teaching my own. But you can start in your interview and playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And get like a, a, a group of three folks together yeah. and have the Mahjong version of uh, shit talking and all that. All the shit fun. talking about, yeah. I love a podcast. I've I've always in my head it's like just do a podcast because I would love to set one up. Yeah. Would love me and my friend. See how easy it is: microphone, laptop, this, ring know, light, like, and don't even really need the ring light. Me and my friend, we were like, we run our own um, like uh, I was gonna say Twitter. It's not even Twitter, is it now? X, X page. It's Twitter. Football page. Only person who calls it X is which is, is the asshole who changed it. I'm gonna plug this using that. It's total football talk. Total football total talk. Football all one talk. word. All one word. At Total Football Talk. If you have talk. X, you could probably find it on there. All right, I'm going to add that to the summary as well. Yeah, might as well add it. You might as well add my Instagram. I'm just going to plug away. This oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, was getting ready, I was getting ready to ask you, uh, how can my listeners uh, find all the things? You can find me on Instagram. At my full name, which is at Joe James Jepson. That's my other Jepson. Yeah. Um, uh, you can find Joe me on X. Joe James Jepson and on X, yeah, uh, same for X as well. Same okay. for X, and then yeah, at Total Football Talk. I think that's at Total Football Talk. roughly what it looks like. All right, I could probably, uh, I could probably. No worries, we, we we can check out that we're done and and like I'll throw this add it to the thing. So yeah, so me and my best mate, we we sort of run. We we started it from this season, from August, Christmas. We got a bit slack on it, right? And then I was talking to him before I came here, and I was like. Still doing Who's his favorite team? His favorite team is Chelsea. Perfect. You guys have to have two separate favorite teams so you have shit to. Yeah, we do. And both our teams are currently awful. Good. As a Raiders fan, I understand. Awful. American football Raiders, I mean. Both I American it. owned as well. Well, you know, Chelsea have American investment or right. Tarboli, and we are currently owned by the Glazers and who own Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course. Okay. Um, they, they 
United to them is an investment. Yeah. And by that, I mean, they make money off United. And now we bought someone in from uh, Ineos, which right. is like a like Formula One sponsorships, big, okay. big like petrochemical company. And the guy is a Man United fan. So he just wants to run it. He, right. That's his boyhood club. Oh, nice. Okay. So it's in good hands. Oh, good. But yeah, no, so we, we kind of just talk about football and stuff. And it's, it's a growing thing. But eventually right. we want to kind of get to like a, like Do a, a podcast, podcast on level. it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't take anything to start. Why don't you just uh, I'll give here's my word of advice, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll close on this: consistency. Mm. It has to be consistent with everything. I think it, consistency it, is it, just it has to stay. If you want to be successful, yeah, yeah, yeah. it has to stay consistency. My lesson to know: we drop episodes, you know, two episodes a week. Uh, I work like it's my work now, right? I, you know, I don't do anything else really. A podcast, and I work on my other private things here and there. But uh, it's to make sure that your listeners know when your material is going to come out. If things come up, this way you book a bunch of few extra episodes, call it good. Uh, but yeah, man, well, thanks for coming, speaking of podcasts, thanks for coming on this podcast. Thank you for having me. It's oh, been a pleasure. A pleasure. We'll have to do this again. Can I come back? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely have to have you back. Absolutely. Absolutely welcome. I could talk. I could do this all night. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. Thinking, I was thinking the same thing. I was looking at the time. I'm going, okay, it's getting kind of close. This will be a long episode. Oh, okay. But, but, uh, but um, you know, we'll definitely do, do another one. I, I have one I have images one day, like getting several people together, like a group together. Yes. And get, doing them for the podcast and just talking and have that breaking up into like three episodes. Just like talk a lot. Me and Laura will both come on. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's the next step. The next step yeah. is you both come on, yeah, we'll both come and we'll have you we both here together, and we can just map out our future plans, traveling, and, and maybe we'll play mahjong because we'll uh, you, you, it'd be a double date mahjong podcast sounds extravaganza. Incredible. That sounds great. I like it. I like great. it. We'll do it. All right, well, listeners, uh, this has been Joe James. Uh, be sure to check out all the social medias. His links will be down below. Uh, like, share, subscribe, all those things. Uh, stay tuned. Me and Judgmentalist will have some kind of outro. We'll say something. I don't know what. Uh, but until then, y'all, safe travels. Bye. Yeah, y'all, welcome back. Welcome back. Happy to have you with us. So, yeah, man, that was Joe. Yeah. There we you go. know, listening to those uh, flight issues, like delayed flights is one thing, but like delayed because the – uh, there's an issue with the toilet, and then yeah, you that's... might not be able to take off. That's not that's not cool. I mean, I guess it's kind of important, especially if you've got a longer flight, right? And I'm, but, <laughs> right. You know, I'm a bunch of people on it, right? You, know, you don't want to have a there. toilet that's, that's backed up, and you can't, you know, use one of them. But uh, man, and, and then he, you know, as you mentioned, that they just found a spare plane lying around. Like, what is that? <laughs> what else? Oh, yeah, oh, we should find a spare plane. We'll get one. We'll get one here. Don't worry. We're not going to give you any money back. You know, no. We'll, we'll we'll make sure you get to your destination. So yeah, that's doesn't you know. Again, like I said at the beginning, I'm seriously hopeful that our flight back from Malaga back to the U.S. is blissfully uneventful. Those are my keywords. Hashtag blissfully uneventful. That is the way to be. Yeah. Yeah, not that I, you have I, much control over it, but no, but I don't. Yeah, well, whatever I have control over, that's what I take care of. It. Whatever I don't, I just have to learn to let it go, just breathe, and accept it. But you know, it should it should go okay. Um, 
Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you got any uh, shows coming up soon? This will, this episode will drop uh, as of this recording. Will drop in like two weeks. Um, I Actually, probably yeah. Northeast Maryland. We're doing a fundraiser show for the Cecil College women's volleyball team. That'll take place at Cecil College. Um, it's in February, either the twenty fourth or the twenty fifth. I'm blanking on the date. Also, uh, again, not knowing exactly when this is going to drop, but I know that it will be after this. If you are in Vegas, the weekend of February 2nd through the 4th, that's the weekend before the Super Bowl. I can't say that. I don't care. Um, it's the weekend am, before. What, what are you supposed to say? You're supposed to put the big game? The big game, right. Or the superb owl? You know what? I as as a as a certified NFL contract advisor, I probably actually am allowed to say you that. You probably can gonna, say that. I'm going to yeah. stick with that. Um, if we get a if look if we get a cease and desist letter from the NFL, best in be, best believe that that's going to be our top rated episode because we're definitely going right. to talk about right. that the entire fucking episode. Oh, of course, for weeks, for months, for years. So yeah. please lay it on us. Hey, decertify yeah. me if you want to. That's the letter I want. <laughs> I want me mentioning your very, very prestigious winged animal bird that's wise thing. Right. The superb owl. The superb um, owl. To be what gets me kicked off. The roles <laughs> and then talk right. about it for three episodes, but exactly. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be in Vegas the weekend before that. So, the weekend before that, I will be um, perf- I will be speaking at the Performing Hypnosis Summit. So, if you happen to be here from that or whatever. Come check that out for sure. I am working. Uh, I'm currently working on getting to Vegas at the same time. Uh, I am most likely. I am most likely performing in Stacy Stardust Secret Circus, which will be that Sunday evening. Check my social media. That will be the confirming element of it. And I only say this because, of course, I'm going to promote the hell out of it. So, right. Um, that's that's the the rundown there. That's where I recommend coming to see me. It is uh, totally going to be a good time. Yeah, and fingers crossed, you actually get a chance to see us there together. Um, if if that if, if those if, stars if that's align, happen, then we'll definitely do a, a big sexy digital nomad meetup. Yes, for sure. Um, that will be beyond all doubts. The plan. Um. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, be sure. Uh, so, listeners, you know, do all the things. Uh, share us with your friends and family. Tell people about the podcast. Uh, anybody interested in travel or hearing from people around the world who do travel things. Uh, we got some things coming up in 2024. Uh, some very minor tweaks to some of the formats that we're doing. Um, I've been talking to some friends about getting some, doing some a bit more informational, like have, maybe having an informational segment. So we'll look into that. But if you want to support the podcast and help us out with that kind of stuff, uh, have an input, uh, definitely swing over to our Patreon, sign up and become a member there. You can actually go to our website at bullwiththebutthole.com.
Yeah, sign up there and uh, become a part of the sexy world travel community. And then follow us on all social, that big sexy nomad. If you're not already, share us with your friends. Look out for social posts. Uh, you can check, be sure to check out betweentwominds.com. That's between the number two minds.com for any of those kind of cool shows that Judgment is going to be doing. Elktonmagic.com. Check that out. Go to our merch store at Where Is Big Sexy. That's W E A R is Big Sexy.com. Uh, and support your boys. Let us know that you uh, support us by, you know, rocking some merch. That's right. Uh, yeah. And in the meantime, safe, safe travels.